0: Happy Father's Day, and welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory comes with a heartfelt message entitled, Show Me the Father. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today.
1: All right, let's get into the message on today. We're going to look at show me the Father. And my assignment today for about 30 minutes is just to show you the heart of our Father God. And so let's go to Romans chapter 8. I'm going to read verses 1 and 2. My foundation text is actually in verse 15, but we know we don't start anything in the middle of the chapter. So I really want to go back, help us understand how we arrived at verse 15, and then we'll also read verses 12 through 17. So it says here in the Passion Translation, so now the case is closed. I mean, when a case is closed, it's over. Right. So now the case is closed and there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. The New King James Version says that there is ne- therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Do I have anyone in here that's in Christ Jesus? Right. And so then there's no one that can judge you against God's word. There's no one that can condemn you. And so, if there's no condemnation in Him, how I many you know we should not condemn ourselves? Right? So there's no, this case has been closed. There's no accusing voice. And we all have voices talking to us all the time. You are not good enough. You are a failure. You missed it. What about this? What about that? Listen, folks, that case has been closed. You are accepted in the beloved. God loves you exactly the way you are. There's not one perfect human being on the planet. We are all flawed. And isn't it wonderful to know that when those voices come, there's another voice that comes right alongside of it that says, I still love you, and you are my beloved child. Goes on to say here in verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us or set us free from the law of sin and death. So, obviously, there are two laws in the earth. There's the law of the spirit of life, and it flows through the anointing of Jesus, then there's the law of sin and death. And obedience activates the law of the spirit of life. I mean, the more obedient you are, the more life is released in you and through you, right? And then disobedience is what activates what's called the law of death. The law of sin and death, verse 12. Let's drop down to verse 12. So then, beloved ones, I love how he addresses us. The flesh has no claims on us at all, and we have no further obligation to live in obedience to it. For when you lived controlled by the flesh, you are about to die. But if the life of the Spirit puts to death the corrupt ways of the flesh, I love this, we then taste his abundant life. And so notice there, the more of we the more we obey him and allow his life to flow through us, how I many of it begins to kill the flesh in our lives? Because believe it or not, our enemies are not out there. Our enemy is inner me. Right? And so the more we begin to obey God, he begins to kill that part of our nature. Verse 14 says, then the mature, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. The New King James Version says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children or the sons of God. We know the Greek there says, as many as are being led. So when you're talking about obeying his impulses, I mean, you know, the more time you spend in the Word of God, that word will come up when you need it. Right? Right? I mean, we get impulses all day long, right? And we say things like, I knew I shouldn't have did that. How I mean, you know, that was an impulse that was leading you not to do that. And so what happens is after we develop maturity and we continue to grow, we begin to obey that more. Then we can see, man, I thank God I listened, right? Because look what happened in that situation. Right? And so that's all he's talking about here. As children, I mean, we don't expect a one-year-old to act like a 20-year-old. So God knows where you're at on your journey. But what you want to do is just continue to develop that relationship with him that when he leads you and you sense his impulses, you're able to obey those because they're there to protect you and they're there to really provide for you, right? As parents, we all tell our children what to watch out for, what to do, what not to do, right? And believe it or not, as children, they know when they're out there whether or not they're doing that or not, right? And and so really God is even teaching them at an early age through the parents how to obey that. So that when they begin to accept him and receive him on their own, that practice is already there. And they can sense the Father God is trying to protect them or lead them to a place of blessings. And so practice that every single day in your life. How many of God prompted you and, and he inspired you to get up and come to church today? I guarantee you, most of you all, your flesh said, I can watch this online today. <laughs> Raise your hand. Right, And so you obeyed that. You got up and you listened to that and thank God that you did. Verse uh, 15 says, and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, watch this, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance and folding you into the family of God and you will never feel orphaned. You know what the word orphan means? Parentless you'll never feel that way as long as you're in Christ. And that blesses me to read that. Because both my parents have transitioned. And it's wonderful to know that, that I want you to see the key word there. You don't even have to feel that way. Because God is greater than both of your parents can bind. Oh, I need somebody to say amen. And this is what he's promising you today. So, no matter what your story is or what your background is, God is saying that when you're in Christ, you don't ever have to feel parentless ever again. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, Beloved Father. Can we just say that right now? Can we just call out to our Beloved Father? Just say, Beloved Father. Come on, say it from your heart. Say, Beloved Father. See, he's made you accepted today. The world will always try to make you feel like you're not good enough. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of people today. Listen, for most people, your best will never be good enough. And they're still looking for you to do more. And for most people, they'll never see what your best ever was because they spend all their time focusing on your weaknesses and what you did wrong. And if you don't get free from that and learn how to know that God loves you and accepts you just the way that you are, it's going to drive you back into bondage and fear of what other people think about you, what they're saying about you, what they think you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do and, and all the rest of that. And all God is saying to you right now, as long as you're in me, I'll never make you feel that way. Somebody ought to lift their hands and thank God for that right now. Because I know I cannot be all things to thousands of people. I am going to fall short in many lives. And if I live by that, I am in trouble. I know I can't be all things to my wife. I know I can't be all things to my children. So we have to do the best that we can and trust God with the rest. Come on, somebody. We've got to do our best and then trust God with the rest. Come on, somebody needs to say that. We've got to do our best and then trust God with the rest. Come on, say it from your heart. Say, we've got to do our best and then trust God with the rest. Come on, say it from your heart. We've got to do our best and then what? For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us. As he whispers in our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. So when the world is trying to make you feel your worst, the Holy Spirit is whispering to you, you are God's beloved child. You are God's favorite child. And you've got to be still long enough that when things are going wrong, you've got to get still long enough for the Holy Spirit to be able to minister that to you. Type that in online. Say, I am God's beloved child. You can even do it in the room. Just type type it in. Write it to yourself. I am God's beloved child. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit will whisper that in your innermost being. You are God's beloved child. And since we are his true true children, we qualify to share all of his treasures. Right? A lot of times we hear that word treasures and we instantly think money, we think cars, we think clothes. And that's not his real treasure. Folks, he is the real treasure. Oh, I need somebody to catch that today. See, so a lot of us, we can't feel fulfilled until we get stuff. And we say, when I get this, or when I get there, when I finish this, when I graduate from that, what I'm telling you is he is all of that and some. And there's nothing you will ever accomplish in life that's greater than making him your treasure. Oh, man. See, there's something about I'm going to prove that to you a little bit further in this text. And there's something about when you make him your treasure that he unlocks all the other treasures. The rest of this verse will bear that out. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. See, that's the true inheritance. And once we are joined to Christ, we also inherit, watch this now, all that he is and all that he has. Notice the order there. See, God is a God of order. See, we want all that he has without all that he is. See, he said we inherit all that he is and all that he has. See, it's something about his attributes that are greater than what he has. I'd rather have peace. Come on, somebody. I'd rather have a peace of mind. I'd rather be in my right mind today. Come on, somebody. Right? I don't want all the money in the world and be crazy. Come on, somebody. I'd rather have joy. Right? What's the sense in driving the car of your dreams, living in the house of your dreams, and you can't enjoy it? And so the order is, see, the inheritance is, is that I inherit all that he is and then all that he has. And so we will experience being co-glorified with him, provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Now, I've got to go here for a moment. Because life is never going to be all rosy. Newsflash. We have to identify at different seasons of our lives with the sufferings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Which means when your greatest attempt to do right is misunderstood, hello somebody, you are identifying with Christ's suffering. That means when you're attempting to love and you get rejected, you're identifying. That means the very people that you love the most sometimes and you do the most for, that's going to be a part of the process. And you in that moment have to be able to say, Father, I thank you for allowing me to identify with the sufferings of your son. Because if you truly understand them, they're only purifying you to draw you closer to him. Hallelujah. I just sense we need to lift our hands right there. Some of us are in some tough spots right now. And in that tough moment, go ahead and thank God that he's still good in it. Come on, go ahead and thank God right now. Many of you all are thinking about what's missing today and who's not here and what happened and what they did, and and that's all out of perspective. You, You have the greatest thing that you need right now, and his name is God, and he gave you the greatest gift called Jesus. Come on, somebody thank God for that right now. Come on, let that lift you right now. Come on, let that lift that heaviness off of you right now. There are five times in the New Testament where the word adoption is used, like in Romans 8.15. When a person places their faith in Jesus, then God, listen to this very carefully, it will take faith to receive this. God replaces our spirit of fear with his love, and he gives us a spirit of adoption instead. Notice in the King James Version, spirit is lowercase when he replaces our spirit of fear it's uppercase when it says here, he replaces uh, his love, he places that with his love and gives us a uh, capital S, Holy Spirit, Spirit of adoption. So, one of the Holy Spirit's primary roles in your life is to consistently remind you who you are. And that is, you are a child of God. Regardless of what's going on in your life, God is still your father. He is still on the throne, and it's not over until he says it's over. And I came to tell somebody today, just keep holding on as they sang this morning and hold on long enough to get to the end of the story because I promise you the end of the story will be far greater than the journey and the discourse and the hardship that you had to go. I'm not letting anybody put something on me that God did not give me. I know how this will turn out because God is good, he is my father and I will rejoice and see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Come on, I need somebody to agree with me. Come on, I know things are not the way they're supposed to, but let's thank God that they're not the way they used to be. I know we all want it to get better, but let's thank God for what it is right now. Come on, somebody, stop. Come on, we got to stop that and give God time to be who He is in that situation. See, my devotion this morning set me free. The more I believe I need to do, the less dependent I am on God. And so when I feel like I got to do something, then I have a works mentality. But when you can truly cast the care of that over onto God, knowing that he cares more about it than even you do, there's such a peace and a joy. And then you get a rest about you knowing that God will do more with that situation without your involvement. Come on, somebody. Then he reminded me when I found you nobody was around. You were in a college dorm in your room and I shined a light into your room and there's nobody else in that room but me and you and I saved you with nobody else's help. Yes. 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 Thank you. Hallelujah. God is good. And God loves you. You are God's beloved child. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word adoption by definition means the act or process of establishing a legal relationship between a child and a parent other than the child's biological parent. How many know God legally adopted you yes. through the death, burial, and resurrection of his son? And today it costs 30, 40, upwards to $100,000 to adopt a child today. And God said, you're way more expensive than that. He said, there's not enough money to demonstrate how much I love my children. So I'm going to shed my blood. So if you don't think you're valuable, you are sadly mistaken. See, people will, take, will spend $40,000 for a natural child. God spent his blood for you. Come on, somebody ought to catch that today. Come on, somebody ought to catch that today. Come on, say, I'm priceless. Come on, do you, do you really get that today? You are priceless to God. Thereby entrusting the designated adult with the responsibility for raising a child. So I want you to understand this in the natural What the biological parents couldn't do, what the adopted parents are saying is we're willing to do. I hope you're missing it. So wherever our biological parents come up short, God said, I'll personally take on the responsibility of raising the child if we will let him. See, when I was 22 years old, I was raggedy. Somebody say raggedy. Raggedy. And I gave my life to Christ. And the first thing I asked God to do, because I didn't have a father, I said, teach me how to be a man. That's the first thing I wanted. Because nothing around me represented that. Nothing. And I said, God, teach me how to be a man. And folks, I got news for you. He's not done with me yet. But I got even better news for you. He's not done with you yet either. Come on, you are not a finished product. Come on, somebody. You have not lived your best days yet. Come on, your best days are still out in front of you. Come on, God is still chipping away. And carving away, come on somebody, and, and pruning and pulling back so that you can be greater than what you are right now. Yes. Yes. So let's get into this. Let's look at what this truly means. Romans eight fifteen, 15, the New, uh, King James Version says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again. See, before we were saved, I mean, we all lived in fear. And we were held in bondage to that fear. That's why he uses the word again. So after we've been saved, how many know he doesn't expect for us to go back to a life of bondage? But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry. That word cry means to call out aloud. Abba Father or Father, Father. How many know sometimes life will put you in some situations where the only person you can call is God. Maybe I'm the only one. Maybe you all haven't lived long enough, but but life has thrown me into some situations where there's nothing a human being can do about my situation. And if God doesn't get involved in this, and if God doesn't come through, I'm not coming out right on the other side. Come on, do I have any other witnesses in here? And now I've come to learn that sometimes, and really most of the time, the best place to be is when the only person you can depend on is God. And watch him come through for you. (laughs) Watch him work. So this verse is contrasting two spirits. Letter A, they're, they're an impersonal spirit of bondage or a spirit of slavery, right? That's the person that's enslaved to fear, enslaved to sin. Sin has a grip on that person. That person can't break that, right? Because they're not fully in Christ. And then there's the Holy Spirit called the spirit of adoption. And once the Holy Spirit, and you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, he adopts you into his family, and he kills that spirit of bondage and fear. Listen to this. And he removes sin from your life. Instantly. What a gift. Other translations render this phrase this way, the spirit of adoption as God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children, NLT translation. The spirit makes you God's children, GNT translation. Or the spirit that shows you are adopted as his children, the CEB translation. So there are two different spirits we're talking about here, two different mindsets, I like to call it. The mindsets are different in this way. And they they really have to do with how we see God and how we approach God. So you can approach God as a slave in bondage. In other words, I'm not worthy. God, I know I did all of this. God, if if it's your will, if you feel like it today and want to do something good for me, I mean, fathers don't want their children to come to them like that, right? (laughs) Talking about how wrong they are, right? Watch this now. You can either approach him that way or you can approach him. And that's uh, legalistic and that's religious. But the spirit of adoption views God as a loving father. And they approach him as his beloved sons and daughters. And they just go to him and gently remind him what it is that he's already said about their lives. And the scripture tells us that it's the father's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Right? How many fathers do I have in here? There's nothing, man, there's nothing that gets us going more than providing for our children. Is that right? There's nothing makes me more proud than to provide for children. There's nothing in my life that makes me more proud than that. Right? Nothing makes God feel better than to know that his children have confidence in coming to him and asking him for what they need, knowing that he's already provided it for them. You didn't catch how that was said. Not asking him for it, asking him knowing that he's already provided it for them. right. And if I had time later on, I would show you where he says, even before you pray, he already knows what you need. Watch this. So it ain't even about asking him. It's about relationship. And it's about spending time with him. It's the fact that you thought enough to come to him. You already know what you're getting ready to ask and what you need. It's about that exchange. So let's go through these quickly. Number two, the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit of God brings us into God's family, right? Letter A up underneath that. Jesus invited all believers to address God as our Father. Matthew chapter 6, 7 through 9, the Passion Translation says, When you pray, there is no need to repeat empty phrases. Praying, listen to this, like those who don't know God. For they expect God to hear them because of their many words. There's no need to imitate them since your father already knows what you need before you ask him. Watch this. Pray like this. Notice the prayer doesn't even ask God for things. The prayer goes like this. And that's why I only put this one in there. I didn't put the rest of it in there. Because if you get this part, all the rest of it takes care of itself. Pray like this, our Father. Now, if Jesus didn't see you as his brother and sister, he wouldn't teach you to pray to our Father. Oh, somebody missed a good place right there. He wouldn't teach you to pray to our Father if he didn't see you as his brothers and sisters. So he said, pray this way, our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. My wife was telling me yesterday in martial arts, there's a term that they use, and it's called centering. What was that term? Chi. Anybody else familiar with that? Chi, right? And so I guess before you get ready to posture yourself, you've got to center yourself and get in what's called the chi position, right? All this prayer is, some of you all just need to get back to the center, And all that center is, is everything you do, you do for the glory of his name. That's how you center your life. You ask yourself, will this bring God glory? If I do this, will this bring my father glory? Right? And all you're doing is centering yourself every time you ask yourself the question, is this relationship bringing God glory? Is this decision bringing God glory? Right, and, and it's, God is still, even if it isn't, how I many of you still isn't mad at you? Right, right. All he's doing is identifying it for you so that you can recenter yourself. How many of y'all can tell when things are off in your life? Yeah. Raise your hand if you can tell when things are off, right? Just say, I need to get back to the center. To to the center. Yeah, I just need to get back to the center. Where is the center? It's God, Right. Well, really, everything I'm doing, I'm doing it because I want to bring glory to his name. Amen. Letter B, God explained his desire to treat his people as sons and daughters. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and then 17 and 18 says here, Don't continue to team up with unbelievers in mismatched alliances. And I'll explain this in a moment. For what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion? Who could mingle light with darkness? For this reason, come out from among them and be separate. Separate is the key word here. How many know we can't win the world by never being around the world? So he's not telling us to disassociate ourselves from them. This word separate means to set boundaries. Right? And so we've got to have a place where we say, I can be with you, but I'm not going beyond this. Right? It's like a group of friends that I'm really becoming close to. I know they're probably watching today. Hey, fellas. They've invited me so many times, but you know, they're beer drinking Christians (laughs) and wine sipping Christians, right? And how many know that's okay? It's okay. They're still in their process, they're still growing right? Religion says I can't be around them. No, relationship says I can be around them, just set my boundaries. Uh, Oh, y'all missing this right now. So I I can actually go, which I am, I I can go and watch a football game with them and drink lemonade while they drink beer and that's okay, right? Because while I'm sitting there, I'm allowing my light to shine, right? which gives an opportunity to lift up Christ. And Christ says, anywhere that I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to my... See, the church has got this wrong. We've been xing people out and cutting people off and and da-da-da, and that's not what he said here. He says, still love on them, just set your boundaries. Come on, I'll go here, but I won't do that. Come on, I'll go here, but I can't watch that. Hello, somebody. Right, as soon as they flick that, on, start doing that. Hey, I love you all, but, but I got to exit right here. All he's saying is set boundaries. Have standards. Says touch not. Touch here means to attach yourself to anything that's unclean. And in most cases, these are sexual sins. Right? And so how many know when it comes to sexual sin, we have to have boundaries? Right? That's all he's saying here. I'm gonna leave that alone. Really, the word unclean means morally lewd. Right? And so so I notice I'm in environments where they're cussing. And so how many know they're being bold about what they believe? How many know in the same conversation I can say praise the Lord? I can say God is good. While they're cussing, I'm praising. Right? I can still respond in a way that's godly without judging them. And I don't have to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. They can see that when you choose a different direction. Oh, man, I got to go. I got to go. I should have made a series out of this. Then notice what he said. When you have boundaries and you don't attach yourself to that, I will embrace you. And I will be a true father to you, and you will be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. Let her see. God has made this spiritual adoption possible through faith in his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. We know the verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting or zoe life. God wants to bring you into his family so that he can give you the kind of life that he died to give you. He wants you to experience what's called the God kind of life and never ever live under condemnation as those who are unbelievers do daily in their lives. John 1.12, the Passion Translation says, but those who embraced him and took hold of his name were given authority. That's a word we've been using around here lately. Authority to become the children of God. Folks, I came to tell you today that if you are in Christ, and you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You have the authority and right as his child to live a peaceful life. You have the authority and, 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 and right from God to live a fruitful life. You have the authority and the right from God to live out of fear and totally free from bondage. You have the authority and right from God to be debt free. And God can teach you how to how to do that in a supernatural way. Folks, you have the authority and the right to act like his child act like your father is who he said he is that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills all the gold is his all the silver is his the earth is the Lord's and the fullness is there. you can walk around with your chest out and your shoulders back saying my father is God and he owns everything I lack nothing because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory I can do all things through the anointing and the anointed one, because I am in Christ Jesus. Folks, you have the authority to walk around and act like you can do anything because God is your Father. <laughs> <speaking> letter C, letter D. God adopts us into his eternal family and then he makes us joint heirs with Jesus Christ since we are true children, how many true children do I have in here today? Amen. Praise God. Will all the true children shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. Matter of fact, all the non-believers be quiet. Amen. Oh, yeah. I like that. Come on. Every believer in here, just give God your best praise. Go ahead and give it to him right now. Hallelujah. Come on, God. time and there is nothing you can do about it God loves me God wants to bless me and God cares about what I care about for indeed we are heirs of God himself and since we are joined to Christ we also inherit all that he is and all that he has we will experience being co-glorified with him watch this Provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. Yes, amen. Letter E, and I'll close right here. We receive the spirit of adoption when we accept by faith the grace that has been offered to us in Christ Jesus. This verse, I read this verse, man, and I just, I don't know. I was just in tears. Because as a little boy, you know, I... I, I well, Ephesians 1, 5, and 6. The Passion Translation says, For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children. Yes, that means before the foundation of the world, he had you and me on, on, his, on his, right? He knew how we, how we would be born who we, would be, who we would be born to. And he knew everything that would happen to us. And he said, I got a plan for you. Shh. Shh. I came to tell somebody today, it's never how you start. It's how you finish. For some of you all, you just need to get started. And see all the wonders on this journey. Adopt us as his delightful children. Through our union with Jesus, the anointed one. So that his tremendous love that cascades over us. Would glorify his grace. For the same love he has for his beloved one, Jesus. Man, this lifts me. He has for us. this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure (laughs) did did you read that right the same love that he has for Jesus he has for us and this last part here and this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure Which means his plan is still unfolding in your life. And sometimes, folks, before it gets the brightest, it gets the darkest. But I got news for you. While all hell was throwing a party, thinking that they had killed the one that he loved, There was something called a third day. He didn't just get up. He got up with all power in his hand. Come on, somebody. And the scripture says that he made an open show of them, triumphing over them in it. And then he said, now I've given him the keys to the kingdom. See, whatever you bind on earth, he'll bind it in heaven. Jesus said, I take that same authority and I give it to you. So if you're in a dark moment right now, you ought to get excited. Because I'm telling you, just before the sun is getting ready to sign, it is its absolute darkest moment. And for some of you all, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I came to tell somebody, joy is here, and you have been through this long enough. Come on, somebody. I'm declaring that your third day is here and you are coming out gold on the other side. Come on, your clothes won't even smell like smoke. There won't be a singe of fire to your clothes because when God delivers you, he delivers you to the uttermost. Come on, I need somebody in here to know that God has delivered you and he has brought you through a dark moment in your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody say, I'm in my third day. Come on, somebody say, I'm in my third day. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, I'm in my third day. day. Now rejoice and thank God like you have victory in that area of your life. Come on, everyone stand to their feet. Come on, everyone stand to their feet. Come on, it is not over until God says it's over. Come on, our children will be what God said they will be. Our marriages will be what God said they will be. Come on, somebody. We will have the life that God said we will have. Come on, while it's a recession in the world, God is raising up millionaires and billionaires. Come on, somebody. While the world is turning over, God is raising up people who strategically know what to do in this season, what to invest in, how to invest it, and God's going to bring great resources to the body of Christ, folks, because God is shaking up the tree, and this world is going to come to a place where they all they can depend on is God, because Man will keep failing them. Man will keep letting them down. And God will be there like he's always been there to pick up all of the pieces. Come on, somebody give God a real good hallelujah in this place. Come on, give God a real good hallelujah in this place. Come on, somebody thank God for being a good father. Thank him for being a good father because that's exactly what he is. Now, God wants to adopt you into his family because he loves you. And God put this plan in place before the foundation of the world. He put this plan in place. The moment you are in Christ, the moment you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you begin to realize the plan that was always in place for you. And God begins to kill that spirit of fear and bondage. And he places the Holy Spirit in you to confirm on the inside of you that you are his beloved son or daughter. And he's personally adopted you into his family. I don't know where I would be today if I had not accepted that invitation. Because every road I was traveling on ended the same way. It was a dead end with jail on drugs or selling drugs at the end of it but God so I don't know what road you're on today but I want to offer you the right road see there are two mindsets in terms of how you see God and you approach him there's that slave mindset and all you can see is what you've done wrong then there's their son or daughter mindset that says that's my beloved father and he loves me Right? And what I love about God, see, we beat ourselves up, but he said that he blots out your sins and he remembers them no more. He said, as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your sins away from you. So if he won't remember them, then why are we remembering? So I'm, o- I'm offering someone today online and in this room a fresh start. I'm offering you the opportunity to be a part of something that you've never, ever experienced in your life and that is being a part of the family of God. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we wanna invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth, what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God.
0: Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text GETCONNECTED to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.